Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Again, a big thank you to Coach um, Nichols for us for being on, Coach Chester Nichols, um, assistant coach with Southern Illinois. We're going to continue here our conversation um, on Never Had It So Good and in our segments on Father's Day and the celebration. And in just a moment, we're going to get in here, Dad's that have high school recruits and want to wait on my co-host for sure. Um, and tomorrow we'll be Sports Talk with K-Walk at 7 p.m. And on Thursday will be Brittany and Princess, and she knows sports. So we have a full week ahead of us for sure. A shout-out to yesterday we had on the basketball guys, and we were recovering and reviewing what happened in the NBA draft. So that's where we were with that. We're going to go ahead, I guess, and welcome in some of our dads here and welcome them to – the show. Let's see who we have here. Um, Mr. Foley, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Raleigh. Um, Duck Raleigh, that was pretty good by, by Chester Nichols, um, and I got to walk a little bit down memory lane. Oh, that was good. Yes, any time you can have a a fellow mountaineer on, it's always that's like heaven. Okay, let's move on from that for sure. All right, <laughs> it's like heaven. Ryan Matthews, welcome to the show. Good evening. How's everybody doing? Doing really good. Thank you for being on. All right, let's say, Mr. Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's see who else we have here. I think that's it right now, Duck. Um, let me see. I don't see Coach Demaris on yet. And um, let's see, Dale at 2706. I don't see him on yet. So I'm going to just kind of open up the mics in here and see, Duck, if we have some more. There it is, Mr. Dale there. Um, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Good evening, good evening. Awesome, awesome. Do I have everybody, Duck? Uh, did you did you get uh, Coach uh, Vanya, uh, Eric Vanya? Right, let's go. There you go. Got did you, you Eric in here. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? We got you good. All, All right. right. And Thank then you. you're welcome. Coach Demaris, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Princess. Long time. It has and been. Also, also we should <laughs> have... Uh, we also could have Coach uh, uh, Coach uh, McGee on uh, Mel McGee. Uh, his number Good evening. is. You got it. We seven three sixty eight. Okay. All right. Here we we got, got him. All right. All right. Welcome to the show, Tim Moore. So that's everyone, Doug. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, Coach Foley because Coach, I want you to kind of. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then tell us about your young man. And then I have Coach Demarest on. If you, everybody that's on here, if you have a question for him, uh, Coach has coached Hawaii, North Carolina State, Rutgers University, and I could go on and on. A wealth of knowledge uh, should be able to provide great information for any questions that you guys may ask. Okay, but we're going to get started with you, Coach Foley. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, my name is uh, Mickey Foley, and I am the head football coach at Grafton High School in Grafton, West I'm a kid as well. Uh, I've been a, a coach at the school uh, since about 2002. Uh, this will be my second year as a head coach. Uh, my son, his name is Ken Foley. He is uh, 16 He is and uh, will be a junior next year. He plays quarterback, and uh, he is uh, currently being uh, recruited by some schools in our area. 
okay, Coach, if you uh, if you have a question for Coach Foley, uh, he can deal with anything from NIL to recruiting to whatever you want to know about. Awesome. Um, so I guess really the biggest thing is um, it, with my son being his age, uh, like he got a um, he got an email today from a coach um, telling him, hey, you know, uh, we want you to come to our camp in July, uh, just because uh, you may not hear from us a whole lot uh, because of focusing on twenty twenty four. Uh, doesn't mean that we're interested in you. Um, you know, should k- kids be discouraged by that, or is it a promising um, email? Well, well this is Co- this is Coach Demers. Um, I think you know your school and your son better than anybody else does, because I know my son. He's in eighth grade, and he's a quarterback as well. And all I could tell him is this: Hey, son, I'm going to prepare you for whatever it is you're going to face. And then just whenever, wherever you decide to go is going to be where you're going to have to lay your hat. You're going to have to prove to those people that you're worth what, what I think you're worth. I love my son like everybody else loves their son, you know. But at some point, we're going to have to cut the cord of all we taught him and let him go do what he needs to do to prove that he's as good as we think we, we think he is, you know. If you worry about his height and weight and all that stuff, that'll come. I, I believe kids get bigger, faster, stronger as they get older. I truly believe that. And whatever's meant to be for your young man will be meant to be. So all you could do is prepare him and give him every opportunity that is necessary for him to have, and then let, let him take over and go do what he needs to do. So I don't think it's much of a concern that people are looking at him. People are looking at my son, too, and they want to go to certain places. But I say, I'm going to prepare you like it's for me. And then after you go, it's up to you. you got to go do it. So I think, you know, if you've done a good job like that, which it sounds like you have, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, that's that's what we uh, you know try to tell him is you know quarterback is a hard position uh, and he's got to be patient uh, and he's got to make sure you know the school that he want to go to fits what he wants to do after football and um, you know he's he's well grounded with that um, and uh, you know he's. Uh, he understands that uh, there's more to it than just football. So I appreciate your uh, your advice. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris Davis, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your young man and what's going on with him. All right. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Chris Davis. My son's Gavin Davis. He will be a senior this year at Shady Spring High School here in West Virginia. Um, Gavin is. Uh, he plays basketball and football and uh, actually plays baseball. And um, so uh, football is his favorite sport. That's what he wants to play. Uh, Gavin's also very unique uh, in the fact that he's a type 1 diabetic. And so, um, you know, there are some some ups and downs with that condition that we have to deal with. But uh, he's worked really hard. Uh, Same difference with everyone else. You know, your kids are working on – uh, physically, uh, where they stand and what they can do, and and so that's where we're at. Um, again, our focus for Gavin is if he can somehow get assistance with his education, he knows that ultimately, um, hopefully, what God's blessed him with and athleticism will help pay for his college or at least assist him through that phase. But uh, the goal is his college degree and to move forward. Okay. Uh... Uh, Chris, do you have a question for uh, Coach Demers? So my my question would be, you know, it seems like it's just like the previous question when when you know your your son is asking about uh, you know what should I do here, what should I do there, what should I do to prepare, and um, and so I, I would just be interested in just to am I telling him the right thing where I feel like schools are looking for young men with character. Um, I think they can uh, – it's not so much I, – I don't believe they're necessarily looking for an athlete that, that plays a specific sport more than they're just looking for an athlete. Um, if he were to choose basketball or baseball or, or football, uh, once he gets there, they'll put him and form him into what they want. And I try to tell him that. It's not so much more specifically about being best at this position or this position. It's just 
really just being a, a good young man all the way around. And so I'd be interested in any thoughts you'd have on that, Coach. I'm a big proponent of a multiple sport athlete. I really am. I think you can concentrate in the sport, but you should play multiple sports because you're developing a skill set. And whenever you develop a skill set, you could develop it in basketball and football and track and baseball, whatever it may be. You're developing your eye-hand coordination. You're developing a lot of different things. But you can, you don't need to specialize, but you can concentrate in the sport. And it sounds to me that's kind of where he's at. And it's great that, you, that he's played multiple sports because it, it lends into them him developing the best athlete that he could be. I think all the parents here so far that I've heard have done a good job with their son preparing him. Now it's got to be a good fit for your son. Your son has to say, can I go to school here if I don't play any sports at all? Can I go to school here? Can I graduate from here? Can I have fun from here? If I don't play any sport, if I choose to play a sport, that's just added bonus. And I'm able to help. And maybe the school will help me because I'm able to provide something for them athletically and they can provide for me. So that's the thing I think you're looking for. But the thing that's, thing that's very important to me is I think the young man has to develop all his skill sets that he has. And then let the program, if he concentrates in football at this point, because when you go to college, that's really the only thing you do is you play one sport for the most part. For the most part, you play one sport. Some guys are very talented and able to play two. But the only, that's very rare. But So let him play multiple sports in high school. Then he's ready to prepare to go to college. He has to find the perfect fit for him. Whether they give him money or not, it has to be the perfect fit. And I don't, I don't understand, you know, I, I, I don't understand your financial situation, but I know a lot of it has to do with that sometimes to, to, to go to a school with a financial fit as well. Okay, uh, guys, uh, if, you're, if I don't call you, please mute your phone because we're getting a lot of static in the background. Uh, that, that's uh, Dale Baker. Introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your guy, and uh, have a question for uh, Coach Demrish. Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, my name is Dale Baker. My son is Braylon Baker. Uh, he's a rising senior, uh, 24 kid. Uh, he plays football, plays uh, uh, inside linebacker, edge rusher. He runs track, and he plays in the band also. Um, uh, I guess my, my question for you, Coach, would be, uh, he's had four offers so far, and uh, we're trying to decide on when is the best time to actually commit to a school. Should it be during the summer before the season, during the season, after the season? I know with the transfer portal, that has added a different element to all of this madness. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing that we're trying to figure out right now, when is the, the really good time to, to actually commit. Well, first of all, you'd be commended that your son does all those things. That's great. And he also plays music. That's wonderful. And there's really no wrong time or right time to commit. There's no wrong time for your son. He can commit whenever he feels comfortable from one of those schools that did offer him to commit. Now, you understand it's non-binding. When somebody commits, it's non-binding because there's no signature. The school could pull out. You could pull out. You can actually commit to a school and change your mind. So there's no big deal with that. Now, they'll do everything they possibly can to try to keep you committed, but it's non-binding. So what happens is is that once your, once your son commits to a school, then it actually amps up his recruiting. You watch what happens. A lot of other people will throw offers at him to try to get him to change his mind and change his commitment. But if you feel comfortable about that school and that's really where you want to go and they've, they, they've prepared themselves and they put out a plan for your son and you guys buy into it, there's no right or wrong time to commit. So what I would say to you and him is, Sit down and have the conversation. If you're comfortable, then take advantage of the situation. If you're not, play it out. See how many more offers come your way. See what else you could do. Well, Coach, we might risk injury. Well, I don't think so, but possibly. But if those schools really want you, if they truly, truly want you, then they'll stay with you no matter what. So, But there's no right or wrong time to commit. It's whenever you feel comfortable with that school. But just understand that it's a non-binding commitment by both parties. Gotcha, Coach. I appreciate that. Thank you for that answer. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Coach Virginia. Good evening. <laughs> I I have um I have a kid just turned fifteen. His name is Zane Majid. He plays football, basketball, baseball. He didn't think basketball was going to be something he wanted to play in high school. 
He was just going to play football, give his body a little bit of a break, and then move on and play baseball. But we decided to give basketball a shot, and now all of a sudden he's in love with he's in love with basketball again. He he's um uh, he's grown rapidly. He's over six feet tall as a fifteen year old. He's been really trying to get into understanding different schools from a you know academic perspective versus a football perspective. He's been fortunate to have an older brother. His oldest brother actually played football for Navy. His middle brother currently plays and has three years of eligibility left as a defensive back for Michigan State. So he he really thinks football is for him, you know, because it's in our blood, so to speak. But one of the things that he's questioning now with the whole transfer portal and the NIL influences is whether or not academically, because he's, he's pretty bright academically, he's a very good student, he's questioning right now whether he should be pursuing the Ivy League-type track as opposed to, say, your Power 5 track, like his, you know, his brother that currently plays for Michigan State. I always say, as I told my older son who committed to the Naval Academy, you have to get ready for tomorrow. Nothing is promised. And he knows that because my middle son who plays for Michigan State tore his ACL and had to have reconstructive surgery in high school playing lacrosse. And so I'm trying to get him to understand the importance of that's all great, that's all glamorous, but you have to understand it can go away just like that. So don't fall prey to what people are talking about with this whole NIL and going to this school or that school chasing dollars even from an NIL perspective, settle in on a school that's going to give you the best education possible so that you can get ready for it tomorrow. But it's it's hard to influence a 15-year-old around NIL, you know, when that's all out there, Instagram, all you see is, you know, whatever that portal, there's a portal page on three or something like that or a transfer portal where these kids are constantly just looking at these things and, oh, this guy's getting this money to transfer or, or this NIL deal. So I'm curious to know how you handle that. Well, you're also be, to be commended for letting your son play multiple sports. I think that's a wonderful thing at that age, especially when he's 15. But it's never too early because next thing you know, you're going to blink your eyes, he'll be a senior. He'll be trying to make a decision right. to go somewhere if he hasn't already. So the thing that I tell people, there are parameters these schools do look for certain things. They look for certain height, certain weight, certain development skills, certain attitude, all kinds of things they look for. Obviously, you have to be a qualifier, right? You have to make sure that you're qualified to go whatever school you want to go for, et cetera, et cetera. You have the proper test scores and the, the GPAs and all that stuff to be able to go whatever school you're going to. And that's what I told the person before is make sure whatever school that is that you go to that you see it as a fit for you not only academically but athletically both, just in case one or the other doesn't work out, you're still okay there because you do have to meet certain academic standards, yada, 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 be successful. What's happening with the portal is that a lot of these schools are dipping into it, and and the recruiting of a high school player has gone down a little bit. So the number-wise, it's really a numbers game is what these colleges are playing, a numbers game. So where they might have been having 15, 18 scholarships and they all went to high school kids, now half of them are going to portal, the other half are going to high school. So now you've got eight shots to get yourself to that school, whatever it is school you might think of. So I don't get too enamored with the portal because what I say to young men is this. If you work extremely hard and you do what you're supposed to, you're going to end up exactly where you're supposed to end up. People say, what are you talking about? But I know this for a fact, that when you recruit kids, they end up and you get exactly who you're supposed to get, and they end up going to the school they're supposed to go to. It's just every once in a while it's a little skew. But I tell them, don't get enamored with the NIL. Don't get in the, Let your, the way you play speak for itself. That will all come. That will all come. Let the way you work hard and the way you put forth your effort to do whatever it is that you do, let that speak for itself, and then the people will come. So don't push it to think, oh, he has to get all this. He, has, he doesn't. He really doesn't. People get all crazy because of the Internet. I don't even look at the Internet. I don't even look at it because, yeah, it's got some good information, but a lot of it's bogus. 
So you just continue to grind and do what he's going to do. Don't worry about the portal. Don't worry about the NLI because if he's that good, it will come to whatever institution he's going to go to or look at. They're going to bring something to the table for him. And there's nothing wrong with Ivy League. But that's, there's a, what you want to be able to do is set up after you graduate places for you to be able to get jobs and et cetera just in case the NFL don't work out. And that there's nothing wrong with right. the Ivy League or any schools you're talking about. You know, nothing wrong with whatsoever. No, thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Ryan Matthews. Hey, Coaches, how you doing? My name's Ryan yeah. Matthews. My son is Hunter Matthews. He's from Duxville, Stompaker, Rancos Valley High School in Mahalai, New Jersey. <laughs> um, he's uh, seen him be a senior this school year. He, uh, it'll be a third-year varsity for football, and it'll be four-year varsity on the wrestling. And uh, the same thing, he's a freshman year. He plays to be a third-degree black belt. He's got a bunch of boxes checked across the board. Um, and uh, uh, Doug, I think his signal's uh, breaking up. Yeah, Ryan, you're going in and out. Uh, Maybe try okay. to try to call back in, and and we'll we'll pick up. Uh, okay. We'll 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 come back to you. Uh, so right. we're gonna go to uh, Eric Van right now. Eric. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. Good. Fine. Good. good. Um, so Eric Van, I'm in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. My son Christian goes to Charlotte Christian High School. He's a rising senior. He's a running back, uh, corner, and safety, uh, kind of plays both ways. Uh, I played football and baseball, actually, at the University of Kansas and played a little bit for the Kansas City Royals for a couple of years, so kind of in our blood as well, too. Um, you know, one of the things that Christian has battled, I guess, is Christian's about six foot tall, right at 198, 200 pounds, really good athlete, played baseball, first year running track, because he decided, I said, playing two sports, unless you're just extremely great, you need to focus on one, And which I wish I kind of would have done when I was coming through. But uh, so he ran track this year for the first time, and hopefully that will translate. He got faster as still gaining size. So one of the questions that, I wanted to ask, because it's drastically different than when I was coming through. Um, I was Candace Gatorade Player of the Year, so I had a bunch of offers from the time I was a sophomore all the way through. Freshman played behind a guy that's going to play running back at Georgia next year. So my question would be, how much do coaches really look at some kids that are backing up some of these kids that are going to some of these big-time schools um, and going into his senior year, obviously without an offer, you know, he he's not worried about it. But how much does that go into looking at the kid, even though he's had a little bit of playing time and not as much as the other kids around? Sure. You would be surprised how many of these coaches know each other, whether it's Division One, Two, Three, what have you. They all know each other, 1AA. They all know each other. So if one kid is getting looked at by Georgia and he's going to go to Georgia, don't be surprised if some other schools call him or they call somebody else and say, hey, there's a kid at this school. It might not happen yet, but it's probably happening. You don't even know it. There's a kid at this school that we like. He's not our level. He's not, he's, he's not maybe they'll say he's not the University of Georgia level, but he might be at Appy State or he might be at NC. He might be one of the, so you should take a look at him. Now, usually the month of May is when all these coaches come around. May and April, yeah. beginning of April, you know, so they come around and they get their, they check their boxes, they dot their eyes, they cross their T's on the kid, they watch him practice, yada, yada, yada. They get to see him in person, and they verify a lot of things. That's why I tell people, don't fib. If he's six foot, he's, if he's 5'11", he's 5'11". If he's 5'10", he's 5'10". But don't say he's right. six foot, because these coaches, these coaches will hold that to, 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 to you won't believe, and they'll say, you know, we went down to see such and such, and they said he was six foot two ten. He was only five five ten, one hundred seventy pounds. Now, it depends how bad the school needs a player, whether that holds any credence or not. But I always tell people to tell the truth, and, and and because it's going to come back to haunt you anyway eventually, because they all verify everything. 
because it's, it's, a, it's an investment for them. And they want to be able to tell their head coach exactly what they saw. So when, if the kid does come on for a visit, they see him. So anyway, but my thing to you is this. It doesn't really matter because I tell the kids, that every kid that I work with, I say, listen, there's a school for you. Might not be Georgia, might be Appy State, might be something else, might be North Carolina NT. Might be there's a school for you, and we got to find out: do they give money? Do they give packages? What do they give? And what can we get for you? And how we get? So it, it falls upon you as a parent, but it really falls on the high school coach. The high school coach got to do his due diligence, send his film out, get him looked at certain schools, five, six different schools, send them out. Let, them, let him get responses back from those schools, what they think of your son. And then you have some indicator of where he could be, what schools he could go after, what schools you fit at. So that's what I always do as well. But I think if a kid truly wants to play sports the next level, whether it be football or what have you, we're talking about football, there's a school for him. It's just a matter of finding that school, getting that film out, because the film is very, very important evaluation process. I know there's seven-on-sevens. I know there's little skill camps. I know there's – they're all for verification. That's all they're for, to verify this, to verify that. They want to see if he can play. And they, they turn on the film and they say, can he play? And that's where it's all going to come right. down to, you know, when it's all said and done. So I believe there's a school for him. You just got to find out what niche he is, what level he is, and go attack that. As a parent and as a coach has to do that. Thank you. Okay, uh, Ryan Matthews. Connection better now? Yes. Okay. Um, My name is Ryan Matthews. My son is Hunter Matthews. He's from uh, Duck's Old Stomping Ground, Rancocas Valley High School in Mahali, New Jersey. He's a uh, senior this year. He'll be a uh, third-year varsity football, and he'll be doing a four-year varsity as a uh, heavyweight wrestler. He's Hmm. a defensive tackle, center, guard, and nose guard. He's uh, six-foot. Anywhere from 310 to 285, because he wrestles at 285. He can't be bigger than that. He uh, <laughs> has been on a roll every marking period since his freshman year. Plays a viola, third-degree black belt. He uh, And that was kind of listening, got to hear. At least I got last, so I got to hear a bunch of the stuff I was kind of going to ask. Um, the, uh, the height was the one, because on film, he looks great on his film. The, uh, we've been going to a bunch of the different camps. He's been invited to a bunch. He goes. And like the other last week, we went to the temple camp, and he was his footwork, his skill. He was doing more than the big kids, but he said he's six foot, and they stuck the clipboard and they squished him down to a le- uh, six or five, eleven and three quarters. So as soon as they put him by height, they dropped him into the second line. So I knew that was not going anywhere. The Bucknell coach was talking to him at one camp and was trying to add inches. And what I mean by that, he was like, okay, what else can you give me? And he said, you know, like, um, you know, varsity football, wrestling, grades, every, do a little bit of everything. The coach was like, all right, I'll give you a half inch. I'll give you a quarter inch. But they just didn't have his uh, degree that he wants to go for. Um, he's been getting a lot of – a lot of D3s have been, have been sending the information they want him to go to a bunch of different uh, camps and to visits and, and things. Um, and a lot of them said basically the same thing, that they liked what they saw and they watched the film and they were even more impressed. Um, the main question would be is, and I think I'm doing it the right way, I'm letting him decide. He wants to do criminal justice, and he's only looking at schools that have that as a major because he said the same thing. If I, you know, if I get a hangnail, I'm still going to walk out with a degree. You know, he's, he's, I think he's looking at it the right way by saying that. But the question would be, is it anybody who shows interest always go to them anyway? just in case, or is it is that not the right way to make the play? So I'm going to try to do everything no, I can the right way for him. Yeah, I think it's all about exposure for your son and all the sons. And I don't care what camp you go to, what place. You, he has to get on the map. People have to see him. Whether they height and weight him, that, that's what they do. I'm sorry, that's what these guys do. They height and weight him, right? So it's all about exposure, getting his name out there, getting him out there, getting seen at these certain places. But it all comes down to, and I, I, hate, I would hate to do this because coaches will hate me, it all comes down to his high school coach. Whether in the sophomore right. or junior year, whether he's at that school or a different school, it doesn't matter. I'm a Jersey guy, too. I'm, a, I'm North Jersey, but I know Duck very well. I've known Duck for a long time. I've recruited his schools when he's at Willenborough, et cetera, et cetera. I know, I know very well. But, but the thing about it is they have to see him. 
See, there's, in the area that you're at, there's a lot of PSA schools, Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference schools. There's a lot of them. They give out money now. They give out full scholarships. Division three schools give out what I call packages. They give out packages where Division two and higher can give you athletic money. They can actually give you athletic money with the other stuff that they might have to maybe equal out a scholarship. So at that level, Division two is still good football in Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference because I coached at that level too years ago. But that kind of player sounds like they would take a fringe – Everybody gets enamored by height, first of all. They get enamored. They start salivating, breathing heavy when it comes to height because they want 6'5 <laughs> or tall. They start breathing mm-hmm. heavy, these coaches, okay? And then, the, how tall is he? How tall is he? <laughs> because this other guy he's going against is probably that tall. But, see, they can have one of your son. They can't have many of your son because height and weight obviously still takes a precedent. So if, if they don't have a 5'11", 6-foot kid that plays with a high motor and can get things done, they might take a chance. If not, then you've got to go search a school that will. So there's no, there's no right or wrong school for any young man. That's the way I look at it. I think whatever school he goes to, whatever school he looks at, number one, do they have his major? Number two, can he, can he play there if he, if he got hurt? And number three, can he graduate from there? Don't start bouncing all over the place and blame the coach and this. Don't start doing that. School where you want to go, research it, do it good, and then stick there for those four years and graduate. Because that's the most important thing. Because if you don't – see, what people don't realize, all these guys in the portal have red flags. They all have red flags. And then you don't want a red flag. That's one thing you don't want is a red flag. Oh, the coach is the problem. This is the reason I left. Blah, 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 blah. You don't want a red flag. So let him go to the temple camp, which is good. It's right there in your backyard. Let him go over. Mm-hmm. Let him get heightened. Let him show. And then other coaches, like you just mentioned, will be at that camp. Or, or work there, and they'll have communication with, hey, we can't recruit this kid. He's only 5'11", 6 foot, but you might be interested in him. Then the next thing you know, you're getting a call from the school. You didn't even know yet was even looking at you, but they were friends with somebody at Temple, and they saw him, and they liked him. So I don't mm-hmm. think the height is it's an issue as you go higher and higher. But in those middle-range schools, I don't think height, it's more your film and what you can do more than anything else. So I think you're on the right track. Bring him around, get him exposed, but you've got to get his film out. You've got to get his film out to the school that he picks because it's all going to be about the evaluation process of the film. The camps are good. They can verify things, but it's the, it's the game film evaluation, and if they came to see him in person evaluation, which makes it even more impressive. Okay, uh, that's what the coach has been doing that. He's been pushing the huddle, and okay. they have, he's been getting a lot of coaches to come to practice, so he's been stepped good. up in, on his game, which is great. Good. All right, uh, Tim? Uh, yeah, I, I was just actually listening, Duck, and, and uh, being fascinated with some of the things that are that, that are being uh, discussed. Uh, you know, I, I um, you know agree wholeheartedly with uh, uh, Coach Demarest that you know there are skills that translate from sport to sport, and at the, at the high school level, I think the kids can develop. I think uh, um, it, it may have been uh, Ryan who mentioned that his kid is a, a multi-sport athlete. And uh, and that uh, you know that from from wrestling you learn balance and and uh, uh, things like that 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 you don't get in a lot of other sports. From basketball, a lot of times guys pick up agility uh, that translates into the pros. I mean, we were talking last week about a guy named uh, uh, Gates who was at Kent State, Antonio Gates, who never played a down of football in college, but ended up in the NFL because of basketball skills. So um, so that was the one thing that stuck out. Uh, in my mind and listening to this discussion, and I'm just enjoying it. So I just want to be a fly on the wall uh, and uh, listen to, uh, to to what these men have to say. Okay. I want to come back to you, uh, Ryan Matthews, because uh, for all the uh, parents out there, we want to talk about the camps that you visit and what type of feedback you get. So sometimes it's important to know, from a coach's perspective, which uh, Coach Demers has been, the feedback you get and the interpretation, because we might we might read it one way, but they interpret it another way. So I want to start with you, uh, Ryan Matthews. He uh, the first one he ever got to do was he got invited down to Georgetown for uh, Junior Day. Uh, so he went down, and it was neat seeing a big a big school. The uh, the coach 
made some great points when they're sitting there. He's talking to everybody. He's like, the only reason you're sitting here is because you got good grades and I know you can play. Hmm. Uh, and I, just, I thought that as a dad, I was like, all right, that made me feel well. They didn't have his major, but the way they ran the tour left a little bit. A lot of parents were upset with it because they had this, the kids, the players, walking their parents around in a larger group, but the group was getting spread out. And you couldn't hear what the tour was about, and a lot of people just started breaking off and just started heading back to their cars. Uh, the uh, He went to TCNJ camp. Uh, that one was a really good one. There was a lot of coaches there. Uh, he got a lot of feedback from that, um, a lot of coaches calling, questioning. They had a lot of coaches on the field, just like Coach was saying a second ago, that you know might not be me, but you see it. And um, they had a really good setup, a lot of great drills. They split the linemen from the receivers so they could get one-on-one and see what they're doing technique-wise, hands-on-wise. The Temple one was run well. Uh, same thing, they split them up, and coaches were there to get a lot of good looks. He also did uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of North Jersey schools, B1. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. The, the, they were They did a great – they also had a great one down. They had a lot of coaches, a lot of hands-on. There wasn't a whole lot of standing around. And just talking with a bunch of the parents, we were all happy about that. So it wasn't like just, you know, your kid just standing there all day. You paid money for the camp, and he's just waiting. They actually had him moving constantly and going around. So there was a lot of – that seemed to be the biggest across the board a lot of the parents were happy with. There wasn't a lot of, I paid money for this, and they're just standing there. They were constantly moving, constantly doing things, and being constantly looked at. So even if the kid took the play off, they, we could see the parents. We could all see that there was two other coaches watching for if he did take one off. So there was a lot of – most of it was really, really good. Uh, a lot. Of, I didn't hear anybody really grumbling too much from on the parents' side of things. I was always trying to listen to what they've got going on also. Okay. So what, what is what – is, go ahead, Doc. No, no, you're good. Go ahead, Coach. What I was going to say is there's a lot of schools – in my time growing up that have changed. Now they give out money. Some schools were Division three or non-scholarship schools, what have you, but now, like at Georgetown, they give out money. Lehigh University, they give out money. All these schools give out money now to bring athletes in, especially football players, and give them money, sometimes full rides to go there. The Ivy Leagues do it. So back when I was growing up, there was there – was, you looked at a school like they're not going to give me any money. Now these schools give money. So when you said Georgetown, I realized they give money. So it's about that. It's about being exposed and getting to these different schools. You know, see, my son's in eighth grade, and I said, son, you could throw the football quarterback. I'm a football coach. I'm going to teach you quarterback as much as you know what all, all the 11 people are supposed to do. But I want to teach you how to run. So this weekend we're going up to New York, upstate New York, for the uh, Junior Olympics, the regionals. So it's upstate New York. Last year we went to the Nationals down in North Carolina, North Carolina A&T. But I said, I'm going to teach you how to run. And you're gonna, not only going to run track, you're going to do hurdles. What do you mean? I'm, I'm going to teach you how to do hurdles. So that's where we're going. So I would encourage all these parents, as I, as I said, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but do as many events and as many athlete sports as you can with your children, especially in the high school age, because when they get to college, it's over. It's one-way sport, basically, and that's it. So let them enjoy themselves. Let them do what they're supposed to. Teach them the different sports. Let them learn the different skill sets that they learn at these different sports that will help them, whether it be wrestling, what have you, that will help them get what you want them to get ultimately is a place for them to go to college and play football and then be able to get some money to help you guys out financially. Because there's a lot of places out there now that give money. And like I said, when you said Georgetown, I lit right up. I said, I think they give out full scholarships now. Back when I grew up, they didn't give out anything. I don't think they even had a football program. So stuff like that has changed quite a bit. So don't slight anything. Take advantage of every opportunity that you may have because you never know which one's going to pop out for you. Okay. Uh, to kind of piggyback uh, what, you know, Ryan Matthew was talking about, uh, Coach Demris. Now, he's got some positive feedback from some schools. Now, as a parent and a young man, what's the next step? What do, what can they do to kind of move this along? Right. Here's what happens, and I'm just going to be flat out blunt. If they really like your son and you go to their camp, you're meeting with that head coach privately up in his office with him and the coach, and they're going to offer you. That, that's it. Now, you say, well, we didn't get the offer, but we got a lot of likes. Well, that's the assistant coach's job, guys. 
to make sure you're comfortable, to make sure everything's good, to make sure you come back to that camp, make sure you talk good about that place. That's their job without even offering you. But what happens is there's a board in every, every room. There's a board, one through ten centers, one through ten guards, one through ten receivers, one through ten quarterbacks. They might not get their number one, two, three, four, five, six guy. They might go to their seventh guy, and your son might be their seventh guy. So don't give up on the school, but if they want you, they'll, they'll, they're going to offer you that day, 100%. That's just the way they do it. But if they don't, they're going to try to keep in touch with you because it's that coach's job to keep you alive just in case they can't get one of those other guys that they want because everybody's recruiting the same people, you see? So there's going to come a slot open, and hopefully that will fit into your son. But if not, I would encourage you to continue to do what you're doing, bring them around, sending the film out, waiting for the feedback, then get back with them. Hey, can we come visit the university? And tours are tours. Forget the tour. You and your son will walk around that school. In two seconds, you'll say, what do you think? You see yourself going here? Yeah, Dad, I can see myself going here for the next four years. Okay, good. That, that's done. Can you, you know, don't worry about the tours. Don't, you and your son can figure that out. I'm telling you right now. Those things are overrated. So, <laughs> so you guys can figure all that out. You, you and him can have a conversation on the way home in the car and say, hey, this school is a fit for me, Dad. And then they have the academics and blah, 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 okay? So don't worry about that. But, but and like, like, like Duck was saying, go ahead and continue to explore until you get what you want. And you're going to get it. It might not be at that elite level because the height and weight becomes an issue, but it could be at another level where they give out a full scholarship. Okay, uh, Eric Van, where you visit and some of the feedback that your young man uh, received. So the first the, the first camp was Ohio University, which uh, was really not on our radar, but they came and watched. Uh, our spring football was in the morning, so he could run track in the afternoon, but it was in the morning, and Ohio came, really liked him, videotaped him, you know, asked him to come to camp, and, of course, he's a two-way player. And he uh, we were told that potentially he could get offered there and uh, I didn't go. My wife and him drove up there. Uh seemed like all the drills that I saw him do, the one-on-ones, he did good, did not get an offer afterwards. Um, of course, my son and I really didn't talk about that that much because I want to keep everything as positive as I possibly can. But my wife did say that she thought that he was a little bit disappointed um, um, with that. But they said he did a good job. And then after that, went to um, Maryland, South Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech, and uh, so he's doing both, a little bit of both, running back, defensive back, so that's a little bit hard going back and forth, but that's kind of what all the coaches have said to him is that they they like the way that he can play both, and he's not pigeonholed into one position. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. We've got some good feedback from the running back coach of South Carolina, Coach Hardesty, um, pulled Myself and my wife aside, and, you know, once again, you know, they give you a little tour and this and that, whatever. I, I, I get all that. Um, and and maybe I'm a little bit jaded just because when I went to, and it's funny you're talking about the board, I was number four on the board at Michigan, and this is when Tyrone Wheatley was there, if you guys remember that. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so ran an offer from Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma, um, those places. So now it's a little bit different because my son's. I think he's as talented as I am. He's got bigger size and all that. So right now he's just in that stage where coaches are saying, "Hey, you're on our radar, and we're looking at you to see what you do on Friday nights with a lot more playing time, and." Uh, kind of go from there, right? So that's kind of what feedback we've gotten so far, which I think is very positive because the guy who, once again, I'll go back to the guy that went to Georgia. He had Air Force. He had a lot of Ivy League schools. He had Iowa State. He had some other schools. He eventually committed to North Carolina State about the fourth or fifth game, and then Georgia came towards the end, and this kid was very lightly recruited until – literally his senior year. And then you go from X to Georgia, right? So, you know, I always just tell my son, hey, it's a process. 
But at the end of the day, just like we have jobs, we have to produce, have fun. But I do want to ask a question, and I want to bring up something a little bit different. I went to the University of Kansas. One, I'm from there. Two, they allowed me to play both sports, okay? And Texas was going to allow me to play both sports. As I got older, my dad always said, go to the school that you would go to if you weren't playing. And that's what I'm hearing here. And as I got a little bit older, I said, I wish I would have went to the school that I wanted to play 100% football, and if it didn't work out, I could transfer to another school. And I don't know that that's not what I'm telling my son. That's just kind of what I'm thinking in my mind is, like, where can you go play and feel good about it? Now, obviously, you got to love the school. you got to like the school. you got to do all those things. Where do you want to play football at? And then, obviously, you got to get the academics. I was a 4.0 student, so I get that as well, too. So I think there's so many different avenues and ways that you can go with this. Um, I don't know that there's a right or wrong way. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Ten years from now, I may say I wish I would have done something different. But, you know, I think it's all of us that are here talking, we're not really sure on what direction and how to take these things, you know. So he's gotten good feedback, but that's that's kind of what I would – that's kind of my stance or statement. Sure. One thing you have to realize, genetics play a big role. The legacy plays a big role. I'm telling you, if you did something and it's your son, they're going to come looking at you. If you were a coach, if you were a player, they're going to look a little extra hard at you, at your son. The other thing, too, is you have to understand, I'm not being a hater, but it's these coaches' jobs when they go out to invite these kids to these camps because they want to verify everything because the head coach, he doesn't see them. But when you bring them to the camp, he sees his height, he sees his weight, he sees him move around, he sees him catch a ball, he sees him drop a ball, he sees him do everything that, he, that, that you're hoping he does well. The coaches see all that, and they start evaluating that thing at the camp, to the film, to, the, to whatever they have, they evaluate it. So a lot of times what I start, when I'm looking at my son, I want to live through my son, right? I want to live through him because I know I want to give him everything that I didn't have as a kid. But sometimes i got to back off and say, let him figure it out. I had to figure right. it out. That's what would be who I am. Let him figure it out. I'm giving him all this information and all these details and all these little things. Well, he has to accept them and then want to be able to go do them, and then all of a sudden he's got what he's looking for. And then the height and weight will come. We know when our son's going to be maxed out height-wise. Eventually he still might get a little jump his junior year, but going into his senior year when he graduates, that's pretty much as tall as he's going to be. You know, yeah. so we have to say to ourselves, where is that fit? And when we walk around that university, where, and if we don't get an offer, but they're still interested in us, a lot has to do with his legacy. A lot has to do with his genetics. Because they, they're looking at you and saying, you were a player. You played at such and such. Well, what if we get his kid? Is, is his kid going to play like him? Is he going to be like him? So there's a lot of, of that going on, as well as these coaches, the, the head coaches saying, he might be on the board before he goes out to recruit. Then he goes, I want that kid at this camp. It's your job to get that kid in our camp. I don't care if he comes with his mom and dad, his mom by himself, but get him there so we can verify everything that we're seeing. And then we'll decide whether we offer him or not when he comes to the camp. So some people leave with an offer, some don't. It's not to be disappointed. It's that they, they need to see more. They need to see more right. in order for themselves to commit to an offer. You know, it might be the only offer he gets, and you might take it. And then they say, well, Bill, are we stuck with this kid now? So some people make these offers just to make them, and some people are very diligent about how they make these offers. So you have to understand that, too. Some just offer everybody. Some offer only a few kids. So you have to understand that about the program as well. Right. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, I want to bring uh, Dale Baker in because Dale, your young man has four offers. And out of these four offers, is there any questions that kind of makes you like, hmm, is this a legitimate offer? We know for a fact that it is an offer. Well, um, yeah, I, I guess that would, that would be a question, you know, which one would, would be legit or not. I think uh, I think all four are legit offers. Um, right now he's um, he, we've, we've visited uh, four different camps. Uh, so far this summer, ODU, Virginia Tech, Duke, and North Carolina A&T. 
and he's gotten a lot of good feedback from from all of the schools and some of the other schools that were there as well as far as a uh, you heard something from Appalachian, from Richmond, from Lafayette, uh, Ohio. Uh, he's been getting a lot of good feedback. They want him to come to the campus to visit. Uh, they want him to come to some of the camps there. Um, but um, I, I guess he's just – we're still just trying to figure it out. You know, uh, I, I, one of the things I was going to ask, he's been invited to some of these showcase camps, and I was just want to know, are those good camps to go to or do you think those are more of a money grab? No, I think it's a little bit of both, actually. If he hasn't never got verified, it's good to go to one of those camps and get verified, height and weight, because some coaches can go to them, some can't. But, the, like, for instance, I know Duck does a camp. They, 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 re, they respect Duck, right? Just like I would. I say, mm-hmm. Duck, what about this guy? You should take a look at this kid. Because a lot of coaches go by trust and go by people that they know. Now, I'm up here in New Jersey, and there's a lot of kids that say, i got four or five offers. I go, commit to one of them then. It's non-binding commitment. Let's see if the school backpedals or let's see if the school takes your commitment. It's non-binding. You don't have to go there, but just tell them you're going and see what they do. They might say, all right, we got them. And then next thing you know, they have to continue to recruit you to keep you, but these other schools, they ain't going to stop recruiting you. So you can still, it's a non-binding commitment. So that's what I tell the kids. If you really feel in a panic, commit to one of these schools backpedal or they say well 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 well, could you just wait a little longer or you say hey we want you we'll take you and then you know in the back of your head maybe we do want to go there but it's a non-binding commitment until we sign on the dotted line we can change our mind and go somewhere else so between that and those camps you're talking about if you've gone to a bunch of them already then maybe not but if you haven't gone to any and you want to get verified with height and weight a lot of coaches trust certain coaches like duck i would say hey Hey, Duck, what do you think about that kid? I really like him. This is exactly how tall he is, exactly how big he is. You need to look at him. And then we will proceed to do our own evaluation on him as well. But we do take Duck's recommendation. So a lot of those things are good to go to. Sometimes they do become a money grab. To be very honest, I don't want people to get mad at me. But sometimes they do become a money grab. But, but some of them, you know, you start to see the same kids at all these camps. You say, well, what the heck are they trying to do? One or two of them is good. You don't need to be at ten of them. You know what I mean? So, But to answer your question – I, I, if, if my son had four offers, I would bring him aside and say, hey, commit to that. What school are those four you like the best? I like that one. Commit to it. And then see if they backpedal or see if they take your commitment. If they take your commitment, why then? It's non-binding. They know that, too. they got to continue to recruit you as well as those other schools are going to continue to recruit you because you didn't sign anything yet. If you feel comfortable doing that. If you don't, then just don't do it, you know. So that, that would be my advice there. But as far as those camps are concerned, I think they're 50-50. Yeah, and, and Dale, uh, you know, you have resources that you can contact. And the other thing is, do your research on all these showcases. And, you you know, you just said money grab. Uh, is this for real? You have to research it. You know, a lot of camps, are, there's so many out there. So it, it, it's kind of really difficult to say which one is which. Mm-hmm. I got you. Got you. Yeah. So uh want to come to uh, Coach uh Coach Foley, because uh, you want to tell us where your young man has went and the type of feedback. I, I think he's, he has tremendous potential. So you want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, he. Uh, so he went to uh, well, he went down to the one in Independence, uh, the one you hosted there uh, first, and then we went to, uh, to Glenville. Uh, at Glenville University here in uh, West Virginia, and he got good feedback from uh, them. You know, the, the coach told him that, you know, he could play there. Um, you know, again, he just needs to be patient because his position, uh, quarterback, they don't take, you know, they, they don't take a lot of them. Uh, so uh, he just has to be patient with that. Um, then uh, he performed at the Coalfield and Company uh, camp and did really well there and uh, kind of earned some uh, recognition as uh, one of the top performers uh, there. Uh, there was another West Virginia camp, uh, the GCOH, I can't remember what it was, and he did well. Went to Shippensburg. Uh, coach wanted him to come up there, and he really liked the school. Uh, again, the coach told him, said, you know, you're, his age, you know, they, uh, they want him to continue to come to camps there, come visit, uh, go to a game, 
that the, you know the focus was on 24s, but you know his time would come up and and they would be uh, you know they really want him to come back, which I thought was good. Uh, then I told him, hey, just pick a school. You know what would be a dream school? You know and you know WV close to us, and so he he goes there and he performed well. But the day he went, there was some there were some dudes there and they were uh, slinging it pretty well. But he threw the ball well uh, there uh, at that camp, uh, and I know that they were more focused on those guys than what they were with uh, with my son. Uh, he went to Marshall last weekend, um, and that's about it. He's had some invites, but uh, just with practice and uh, just location, you know, it's hard to go uh, four hours one way and then come back and then go five hours another way and and it just kind of, you know, uh, wears you down a little bit. And he's got to be a kid, and uh, you know, he he doesn't want to miss practice. Uh, you know, we played in some seven on sevens, and you know, his arm was sore the next day, uh, so he doesn't want to go for, uh, go when he's not hundred uh, percent. So, but he's got to go to uh, Washington and Jefferson uh, here in July, and Shepherd uh, at the end of July as well. So. Um, but one question I had, um, you know, is kind of going back to coaches sending film out. Um, being his coach, how do the, how do the college coaches feel about that? I mean, I don't want to. It's not like I'm just pushing my son because he's my son. I think he's a pretty good player. Um, you know, he's got things to work on. Uh, but I, I kind of feel like a pushy parent in a way but i don't want to be that sure like i told you before don't be afraid these college coaches take genetics take your history as far as did you play did you coach did your did you play etc they take that into consideration so you're not doing that the wrong way i have a young man up here it's a six four quarterback he says my son's getting asked to go all these camps i said don't go to one of them he said what I said, don't go to one of them. He's 6'4". Now you got all these college coaches salivating over him, asking him to come to their camp, and I said, don't do it. They continue to come around and salivate. They want to verify him so bad they can't do it. So it's good and terrible. It's good because he goes to these camps and gets exposure, but it's also now they can compare him to everybody at the camp. See, so, yeah. so it's a catch-22. You know what I'm saying? So, but as far as you being a dad, I, I think that's, that's par for the course because if you're a coach – and your coach's son, that says a little bit. If you played the game, it says a little bit. It tells me a little bit about the kid. He's going to get some kind of coaching somewhere, somehow, from you, whether it's at the school, whether it's home, whether wherever it may be, in the backyard, what have you, he's going to get a little something from you. And whether he takes it and excels in it and, 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 and moves it on or he holds it in his back pocket, he's going to get something that's valuable to these coaches because at some point they know. So, Going back to what I said, I don't really think there's a problem with you being the coach and the son and the son being your, being your, being your player for you because it's just going to help him, I, I think, in the long run. You know, there's going to be some people disgruntled, right? What is he But don't worry about that. Don't worry about yeah. any of it because they're not the ones that you have to answer to. You gotta answer, your son's got to answer to you and, and also answer to the place he's going to go to school. So you're doing the right thing. Just keep doing it, I think, you know. But like I said, those camps are a catch-22. Because you want the exposure. You want to be. But then now they compare you to everybody there. That's why the one dad I said, don't go. He's like, what are you, crazy? I said, no, don't. Now he's got all these coaches salivating over the kid because he's 6'4". And he's legitimately 6'4". And they wanted, they wanted to come to these camps because I said, let them come out in May and see him. Let them come out during the May and see the kids. I said, then they'll beg him to go to the camps and he's not going to go. I said, then the head coach is going to go nuts because the head coach is going to want to see the kid. You know, that's just the way it goes. But I said, you wait and see what happens. He's going to get a lot of looks. So it's a catch-22, but, but sometimes you've got to go for that exposure. You've got to let your son compete. You've got to let him go compete against the better kids. Because like I told my son, I said, in this little area in Jersey we're from, you could be the best hurdler. But now we go up north to New York to the regionals because he did it last year. I said, now the best hurdlers keep going and going and going. You're going to compete against the best. Now let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. And then, that, then there you go. Then you start to develop that kind of competitive spirit. So there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, I don't think, at all. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Majid, I want to talk to you about where you have taken Zane and uh, some of the feedback. 
Well, you know, he because he's a pitcher in baseball, we've gotten letters. Um, coaches have come out. He goes to the Hunt School in Princeton, like some of the other gentlemen on this call. I'm a we're Jersey, and um, he had a little film from last year was his freshman year, having raised the other two boys, and gone through the process with my two older sons. I told him for this year, I didn't knowing that the coaches came out this past uh, May, April, May, to, to the Hun School, I told him, look, just concentrate at this point on playing. He's on a travel, a pretty good national baseball team. So I told him, just stick with the baseball right now from a travel perspective. We'll start to worry about the camps next year uh, once you get a little bit more varsity film. But he has attracted their attention because he just turned 15, and he's already a legit over six feet tall, 200 pounds, playing fullback, H-back, and linebacker. And so I I just thought he had a little bit of time. So I haven't pushed him at all to do anything from a camp perspective. Uh, But we have been fortunate in terms of coaches looking at him, sizing him up, and projecting, quite frankly. And, And to the coach's point earlier, knowing that he has two other older brothers that have been Division One football players has helped, to be honest with you. So I, I've just been taking it slow because I know it's a grind for my other two boys. And I told him he can't be everything to everybody. And right now you signed up and committed quite a bit of dollars to play on this travel baseball team, to be frank. So that's what he's doing right now and getting ready for his football season. Okay. That's good for you, you know. You know, his his two older brothers and him being the youngest holds a lot of weight. It holds a lot of weight because he saw what those guys went through to get what they got. He saw right. how they trained. He saw what they did. So he has an idea. He has an idea what he has to do to get himself ready. But let him enjoy baseball. Heck, if he's doing it, if he's selling the baseball, I usually tell the kids, I say, listen, if you're going to contribute to that team, then you go play it, whether it's basketball, baseball, wrestling, whatever it may be, track. If you're going to contribute, go play. If you're just going to sit on the bench and say, yeah, yeah, don't play it. Get ready for football. But if you're going to contribute to that team, then go play it. So baseball does nothing but help them. It's throwing the ball, doing the different things. I hear all these sports help these young men. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. And and those two older brothers that went on to other schools, it's only going to help them in the long run. I agree, Coach. Thanks. All right, yep. Coach Jimmerich, uh last question uh, because we got to close it out. But I want to kind of talk about when you put in, when these kids are putting that film together or that link, how long should it be? Because I've seen some 12, 10 to 12 minutes long for a highlight tape. And what should it because they haven't played varsity or they looking to play varsity? What should they start get getting that link together to get it out there because they don't have uh, a link from from the f- previous year? Here's the thing with highlight films, Duck. Everybody has them. Everybody sends them out, and and it's the position coach's job at the university to watch it and then report and say rank them one to whatever given to the give them to the head coach and he'll we'll see if he goes on the board or not so all these guys so it's it's what what it comes down to is time so if you give a 12 he might not even watch the whole highlight tape he might watch the first five plays and cut it off put the next one in because it's all a time factor um so what i would suggest people do is put the name the, the school his email his twitter account his gpa his height weight 40 times whatever it may be and then go to about a couple plays from his sophomore year his junior year and, and, and his best plays, some of them he might not even make the tackle, just running, just flat out chasing the guy down and running. The coach might say, well, that kid can run. But if, they, if you don't put that in the highlight, they'll never see the kid run like that unless he's chasing the kid, you know, for 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. So there's different kinds of things you need to look for. But you don't need those highlight films more than five minutes because the coach ain't going to watch it. I'm just telling you, he's not going to watch it. And then at the end of the film, I would tell the coach, there's a five-minute highlight of me. This is my junior and senior year, or sophomore and junior year. And then at the end, I completed one game. This is my one game at the end of the highlight. Now, if the coach says, wow, he put a full game at the end of the highlight. So he can watch and play maybe both sides of the ball. Maybe he can play offense and defense. Okay, maybe he watches that game and says, wow, look at this kid play the entire game. It means something to them. So that's what I would kind of say to the young man, put a, 
about five-minute highlight. That's it. A little cover page in the front so the coach sees it, how to get a hold of you, yada, 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 and then a game film at the end. Okay. Uh, I, I said that was the last one, but I want to say this uh, because you have parents that are listening out there. When you come into a school, are you only talking to the head coach? Are you talking to teachers, guidance counselors? Because a lot of kids are on the misconception that you only come to talk to the head coach, so they might be able to do what they want to do in the classroom. So can you kind of elaborate on that? These guys are investing in that young man. Whether they say it or not, they're investing four years into that young man. It's a scholarship for the most part, right? So they're going to find out all the information they possibly can from the head coach because that's the person he spends the most time with. But they're going to go to the cafeteria. They're going to go to the custodian. They're going to go to the principal. They're going to go to the athletic director. They might go to the person at McDonald's. With. The kid might work a part-time job at McDonald's. They might stop in there and ask, hey, is this kid coming here? How's he? So they'll, they'll do their due diligence on this young man unless, unless Duck, he's just a flat-out five-star. You, you, it don't matter what this kid does. He's the man. But if, if they're investing in them and they want to know more about them, they're going to go more than the head coach to find out as much information about the young man as they can. Okay. Uh, Coach Majid, Baker, uh, Coach Van, Coach Matthews, Coach Foley, it's been our pleasure. We want to wish you guys related happy Father's Day. Same to you, uh, Coach Demrich. And from Tim Moore and myself and Princess Cooper, never hit it so good radio. Thank you, guys. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you as well. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, brother. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks guys. Thanks, Coach. No problem. Thank you for your time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.